0: Welcome, everyone, back to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is Monday, May, what's the date today? 25th. It's Memorial Day.
1: Oh, that's right. It is Memorial Day. Yeah, I'm I'm chilling at home. I'm not at work right
0: now. (laughs) I am at work. Uh, My name is Chris. I'm your host, and I'm joined by my
1: co-host, Daniel. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Reader Copy Podcast. Happy to be here. How are you doing, brother? How's your week been?
0: So, every now and then, like I get, lately, I've been getting like small
1: headaches. Oh, I got one today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, it's not like pounding headache or nagging headache or anything. It's just a little like discomfort. Uh-huh. And it's like, man, am I like, I need to get out more or something? Or am I, why do I get these headaches? And then I realized it's because I haven't cut my hair in so long. Oh, And you wear I, hats? And no, I, oh. I put my hair in a ponytail. Oh. So long. And then it's pulling my head back. And then I realized, oh, that's
1: what's giving me a headache all the time. Oh, wow. You need to get a, be- a headband or something like that. I think that'll be better than a... Ponytail, like a knot, right? Yeah, maybe
0: like a scrunchie. <laughs> there
1: you go. You can get like those, um, like fun Disney ones, like like the Dumbo headbands <laughs> or something like that. Keep, keep keep your your hair out of your eyes, you know.
0: Maybe I'll get one of those. Uh, I used to play with these when I was a kid, but the the big claw hair clip. Things, oh yeah. yeah, those are
1: scary. <laughs> and you'd put it on your wrist, and you'd feel like a Power <laughs> Ranger. <laughs> I see that all the time.
0: <laughs> you feel like a Power Ranger. <laughs> uh. But I'm looking at you through the video chat. Yeah. Talk about
1: haircuts. You're looking like you need one. Oh my God. My hair, my hair is a problem. (laughs) I've been, (laughs) my hair has been growing so much. I need a haircut. I've been, I haven't just been thinking about haircut. I've been fantasizing about one. Like what is going to look like? (laughs) What's going to feel like? I'm going to feel like a new man when I step up off the, the chair and everything. But it's so annoying. Like I've been wearing a hat a lot um, for like, cause my hair gets so messy, and then I put wear a hat all like all, most of the day, right, to keep it down. Sure. And then my hair gets matted down, and then that gives me like a weird like, you know, it's so weird when your hair hurts.
0: Yes, you know I that know feeling? that feeling. Yeah, that yeah. feeling.
1: I get that, and it's just <laughs> annoying. I take my hat off, and then I have a mullet. You know, it's annoying. <laughs> I get, I've been getting that a lot. I'm going
0: short. As soon as I cut my hair, I'm going back short because right now my hair is like to my chin if I had to like pull it down. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's long.
1: Could turn into the lady in grudge. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it was already long, like before the sh- shelter in place. Yeah. And then add whatever, almost three months to that. So now it's like, this is this is an issue.
1: Because you had like a long undercut already. I've been thinking about getting that actually. I've been watching YouTube videos of people giving themselves haircuts and oh. I'm watching just the successful ones cuz they're cuz the, I'm hopeful that I could actually do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to pull the trigger and buy clippers, but I keep fantasizing about it.
0: <laughs> actually, you should try it. I bet you could
1: do it. I, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> I believe in you and you should try it and there's nothing can go wrong. Nothing can go wrong, right? <laughs> <sighs> Uh, well, all right. Well, if you're a first-time listener, yeah, Daniel, could you please explain how the show works?
1: So, here at the Reader Copy Podcast, we split up into four parts. First off, we talk about haircuts for half an hour. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then we get into comic book news, where we run down all the updates and comic books for you guys. In the middle, we'll talk about a comic book and we re- talk to the story. This week, we're talking about Spider-Man, Spider-Verse, Spider-Gwen. Is that how <laughs> you yes. name the title, of the whole trade, I guess?
0: It is a long title. I'll explain why it's so weird. But... uh uh, yeah, it's because it's kind of like a collection of stories.
1: Right. So it's a weird title. Weird title. That's right. That's what we're choosing to round off our Spider-May. And then we'll run into our side stories where we talk about how you've been keeping yourselves entertained this week.
0: Yes. Uh, you want to stick around for our, our side stories. Um, again, it is a weird title. It is the last episode of Spider-May. This is like a weird collection of, of stories for this one character that doesn't really have like a a, a a solid Story arc like a, series arc of series. Yeah yeah, Stay tuned and I'll explain it when we get to the main story But for now let's just talk about the news Well, internet, I hope you're happy you did it. (laughs) You forced some things to happen. And now HBO Max is eventually going to release
1: the Snyder cut of Justice League. Wow. Wow. A whole media conglomerate company got bullied into releasing a a cut of a movie. I kind of hate this. Wow. Really? That's your feeling about this? Okay. I just don't want everyone
0: to think like, if we just complain enough, we're going to get what we want. And then even though it's released, like and you don't even care that what the product is when it's released, just the fact that you could influence something enough to happen.
1: You don't like that this angry mob forced this this version of this movie to come out. I'm, a, I'm honestly lear- okay with it. Like, I don't think people in this angry mob are gonna go join a different one after this. I think it's if I learned happened.
0: anything from disaster movies is yeah. that mob mentality never is a good idea. Uh, what I guess, like, yeah. What when people are in desperate measures and they all just kind of like pile on, something bad's gonna happen and that something bad is the Snyder Cut
1: (laughs) yeah mob mentality I guess if you watch like Godfather that's a a good thing too about mob mentality do you get it
0: okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah you end up with a a part three and that's what happens
1: that's what happens
0: (laughs) Uh, Snyder cut it. Okay. I, I do like justice league and I am interested in seeing the Snyder cut, Oh, but I just wish it was like, it came out a different ways. Yeah. Now it's yes. HBO max is releasing it cause they want subscribers to HBO max. Right. Yeah. But also it was cause there's such demand and outcry for it, but you guys are going to get what you asked for. Okay. Don't you never liked Snyder stuff before. Why are you demanding this now?
1: So I, I, from what I hear the justice league was not a, was it a box office hit or a, I don't fail? think so. Okay, I think it was a flop. Okay, with that, do you subscribe to the conspiracy theory that you know Toby Emmerich, the the head of Warner Brothers, and Zack Snyder were, are in collusion and are maybe like erupted the the outcry in the crowd in you the first so? place? I, I I mean it could be possible. Was, weird things have happened. Weird things have happened in the background, don't you think?
0: Yeah, I mean this is definitely not the first time there's been like another cut of a very popular movie. Well, not that Justice League was very popular, but like you know, uh, one of the most significant one was. Like Blade Runner, the definitive cut or whatever. Oh, I didn't there know. There's like that. four or five different cuts of that movie, right? Oh yeah, Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, George Lucas went back and redid the Star Wars. Look what we happened there. <laughs> uh, isn't it like you
1: can't get the other ones <laughs> legally? It's like
0: very hard to find the original cuts of those now. I think without the uh,
1: weird. 2000 CGI yeah
0: without the weird job of
1: the hut scene
0: where Han Solo kind of like floats behind him
1: is is that oh cuz okay with a weird like uh, I see what you're saying
0: yeah but so Snyder cuts coming out they say it's gonna be total almost totally different from the the, what was released theatrically released
1: Uh, I heard Zack Snyder never saw the theatrical release and he's saying like you guys probably only seen a fourth of what I've created yeah which I mean that happens with movies you kind of make a lot and then you cut shut it chop it down just to what you need, so that, that can be believable, but I, that doesn't mean it's going to be great. <laughs> and one <laughs> idea they have for this project is it's going to be either the four-hour director's cut or like a six TV-style chapters that they're going to release at HBO Max instead of a movie.
0: Which would you rather see? Would you sit down and watch four hours of this, or would you watch like whatever an hour or forty-five minutes
1: a week? I think I'd rather have the TV chapter thing because it's just going to be long, right? I mean, if it's a long thing, TV kind of is. I'm more comfortable with that. I don't want to do a four-hour sitting of anything the last four hour sitting of a movie I saw was Alexander the Great you remember that movie it was horrible <laughs>
0: yeah I guess four hours is pretty long that's longer than any of the Lord of the Rings
1: yeah I mean no matter what if even if I'm in my own home and watching it, I don't want to sit there I'm not I don't want to have to break up the movie for myself I want the TV show to chop it up into <laughs> consumable bits for me you know
0: okay I yeah
1: they they
0: say they're gonna go back I heard it's gonna cost anywhere between 20 to 30 million to you know recut and finish all the video effects and yeah. you know do whatever they want to do it apparently he's getting the whole band back together uh, for like the post-production like it's going to be Snyder and his crew to recut this post-production just, yeah so it is going to be what he wants in the end I hope it is better even though I'm kind of satisfied with what was released already like that's fine yeah Um there's no way this is going to like revive that roster of, of actors right like they're not going to make another one of this with Ben Affleck and- I,
1: yeah I think Affleck is done I think Henry Cavill is done i think he's right. moved on like he's actually like successful in other things so he doesn't have to be superman anymore
0: yeah exactly he he was great in uh the mission impossible movie
1: yeah he's pretty good yeah i was spoiled i loved in his that. mustache yeah <laughs> maybe that's what they're gonna be working on the 20 million dollars <laughs> <laughs> just on that the mustache
0: uh but this is the one I, change between the, one the snyder cut <laughs> <laughs> I did see like a like a, a social media post of someone fixing that scene just with his home computer. Oh yeah. And it looks way better than what was released in the theater.
1: Yeah, with that technology to replace the face and everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It looked way better than what was that whole thing that was released looked like a deepfake of just his lip.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's what they literally used in that uh that like home version was just deep fake technology to replace his face. Oh really? I think so. Well, yeah. It looked better. It looked better, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well you know with this release i'm not losing anything by it coming out so i'm not that mad at it you know okay so you want to see it i want to see it if it's going to be there yeah i'm not sure if i'm willing to pay you know for hbo max yet (laughs) i think there's a lot of stuff on there but not not enough yet right now okay i'm
0: paying for hbo max to watch the friends reunion and that's it (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> and then you're, you're not getting any of your money anymore
0: yeah Um. I I kind of want this to succeed because there's another movie from Warner oh. Brothers that I want them to recut and, and release and that's uh, Ayer's version of the Suicide Squad oh movie. my god
1: what? <laughs> we're, we're moving on to <laughs> the
0: second movie already
1: yeah, apparently
0: like yeah who cares about Justice League I'm sure it's gonna be great whatever <laughs> but we can all agree that Suicide Squad was not good right oh
1: yeah yeah we could say that
0: and you know a lot of people are pointing the finger at oh the studio was too involved and they changed air's vision or whatever so air i think has gone out and said like you know my cut would have been different blah blah blah. of course he's saying that if it was great he wouldn't have said that but i do want to see if he can re-edit that movie or add to it like apparently his version had a lot more jared leto joker in
1: it oh yeah i remember when jared leto was in uproar saying Mm -hmm. that he his joker was not used enough and he had so much stuff that they cut out
0: yeah i think like only 20 percent of what he really shot was used in The theatrical release Of Suicide Squad
1: Wow okay I would want to see that I want to see if You know Jared Leto Really did put out A performance that we Never got to see
0: Yeah maybe Maybe it's better Than what we got It has to be better Than what we got Because what we got Was almost a waste of time
1: What we got was Two hours of introductions To characters (laughs) You know Title cards of characters
0: Yeah I feel like Halfway through the movie They reintroduced All the characters We already knew
1: (laughs) (laughs) They killed off It's like they killed off Some more So then they have to Reintroduce like Remind you guys What the roster is (laughs)
0: yeah yeah. that movie is so i don't know i'm I'm fine with justice league but suicide squad yeah recut that that needs to be better
1: okay i'd want to see that too if they could actually pull that off i doubt anyone can david ayers or anybody else
0: (laughs) All right, sticking with DC News, uh, this was kind of a shocker. Yeah. Uh, Ruby Rose has left the CW Batwoman series after only one season, and she announced it only two days after the season one finale.
1: Wow. That's crazy, right? They're going to have to recast the main character. The, yeah. The name of the show, the mm-hmm. character, you know, Batwoman herself.
0: Yeah, they're recasting her. Um, you know, I don't think there's like drama between the studio and, and Ruby Rose, right? Okay. Uh, she released like a statement saying like she's grateful for everything they did and she wishes them all the best and all that and vice versa but apparently like she left because the schedule was like too intense is what
1: the rumor is. Oh the schedule for the TV show itself? It's not I was assuming it's overlapping with her wanting to do other work.
0: Well yeah I'm I'm sure she couldn't do a lot of other work because so much is involved in being the Batwoman you have to be in almost everything in this show. Oh sure. It is revolving all around your character so I'm sure she couldn't do much else.
1: That's kind of just crazy though. I'm wondering who they're going to pick. I know this, this show is pretty big because it's the first lesbian character at the top of the call sheet for tv show so that's a big yeah, deal
0: superhero tv show yeah
1: um but i don't know i didn't watch any first season did you i remember her in I, the in the crossovers no. events yeah i didn't watch the show
0: so I, I don't have i don't want to comment too much because i didn't watch the show so maybe i'll, I'll tune in when they
1: recast it be like a soft reboot sure but probably not <laughs> that's curious. that's what i'm curious about is it gonna be like a soft reboot is it gonna just continue and act like you know is it like the the aunt and fresh prince of bel-air thing where we're not gonna address it you know we're <laughs> not going to address that it's a different actor the main character is a different actor that's kind of weird too you know
0: well maybe they'll just uh delete the character and not speak of her again like they did the younger sister in family matters that happened they just stopped referencing her and they she just never showed up again wow that's crazy <laughs> family doesn't matter then i guess huh <laughs> family doesn't matter <laughs> what matters is our nerdy neighbor
1: and i do that <laughs>
0: So, yeah, it, it is like the first uh, LGBT superhero lead super TV show, whatever. Sure. And they want to stick with that. So they're looking for an actress of that community to, to re- replace Rose. Um, I say go big and just get Ellen. Get- <laughs> We're
1: going to get dancing, uh, dancing Batwoman. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> I heard in, uh, like, I think it's China, Ellen's show is just called Dancing Woman. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because they don't know who Ellen generous is, I guess.
0: Oh, my gosh. All right.
1: I love Ellen. (laughs) I've also
0: heard that she's kind of a jerk, though. In real life? In real life. Because, obviously, she's the boss in her show, right? Yeah. And I heard she's very demanding. But that doesn't, I don't know. Bosses have to be demanding. If you want to produce something great, you have to demand greatness.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're the leader of the show, I think all of those um, TV hosts, like, even the late night ones, you know, I think they're pretty boss they have to be because they're the, they're the yeah, final call.
0: And that's what Batwoman needs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You've got to play two different characters, quit.
1: right? You have to have your alter ego. <laughs>
0: yes. Uh, uh, that's not the only female superhero that's been in the news lately. Okay. Um, Sony is really trying to get Spunk going here. I uh, <laughs> forgot about know that. What spunk is the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters. If you say so. <laughs> is, it's just the Spider-Man characters. Yeah. And honestly, they're running out because already now uh, already they've made two movies and they're running out of characters
1: <laughs> they're
0: gonna they've hired uh, this writer Mark Guggenheim to <laughs> script a new superhero franchise for yeah. Sony starring
1: jackpot jackpot never heard of her apparently she's a crime-fighting mom in the comic books and yeah she uh, is a spider-man character um, a little bit about her backstory well while she was pregnant I believe she uh, ingested some type of she ingested some type of gene therapy research called lot 777 and that kind of rewrote her DNA and uh, she after she gave birth she had superpowers like super strength and all that um,
0: okay who cares I don't think this is yeah they hired someone to write this script yeah I don't think it's gonna become
1: a movie you think it's gonna go no
0: scripts get written all the time and almost none of them become actual movies right It's oh. very low
1: percentage is this one of those is this not a big deal <laughs>
0: I I mean I didn't I didn't know this character until this R- written on deadline that jackpot was even a character I thought the character's name was jackpot but i mean yeah I they're, really, they're digging deep in the spider-man cast of characters there's so many other ones that probably should be have their own movie before this character they right? have a multiverse of spider-man yeah right like come on jackpot this is what we're doing I Tony? don't know who that
1: is I don't Me know she's a go here
0: <laughs> you got the wrong number <laughs> Uh, but yeah I again I don't think this is actually gonna become
1: okay okay well at least they're trying to like, get as much out there like right there like putting out the net trying to get whatever script sure. they can to actual good script maybe you can underneath it all they'll find something that's a, an actual jackpot <laughs> because <laughs> <an> actual jackpot. <laughs> because I mean like Guardians was like a unknown thing before it became that's a big true. Marvel tentpole so maybe they are just like putting out putting out in the seeds out there just getting all the scripts they can out there to get something going because again they have a bunch of characters maybe they're just right out and playing around with stuff I don't think this is gonna go either because I don't know anything about her honestly I don't think she has a fan base and it's kind of the big thing you want when you're doing a comic book movie yeah you
0: definitely need like an established fan base right yeah what is a and,
1: jackpot fan base look like I don't know the people that
0: made her <laughs> uh, first off I think they really need Venom 2 and Morbius to be hits okay and if those aren't I think it's like back to the drawing board with everything they're
1: doing I want them to be hits those two guys are I think really great actors if they're I do too. But I still think they have misses. Both of yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. So, so if these
0: yeah, if, if and we might get a, another Joker from Leto, and, and then that'll be the end of that.
1: I heard I heard Capone was awful. Oh really? I haven't yeah. seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet either, but I'm not gonna watch it now. I heard it's like awful. Like it's the worst part of the Capone's lifetime. You want to talk about his like end or whatever. But I don't know. I, I have high hopes for I think Woody Harrelson can say it was.
0: Okay. You already did not like him in the end credits of the first Venom. I
1: I, I think he's a good actor. I just hate his outfits (laughs) i just hate his outfits his bad wigs and all that all
0: right well we'll see that movie comes out next year uh i really think it relies on those two movies venom 2 and morbius yeah if those are hits maybe sony will be more like inclined to release these other spider-man movies offshoots but jackpot i mean come on they're they're already making like uh i think they're trying to make like a black cat silver sable movie i'd rather see that There talks of making a silk movie i'd rather see that uh, I'd rather see the Madam Webb movie. Madam Webb, yes. I'd rather see that. Now, what does she do? Like, I don't even. Like, how can you make a whole movie out of her? I'd rather see an Aunt May movie <laughs> than Jackpot.
1: <laughs> Spider May. Spider May. <laughs> yeah. All right.
0: Uh, lastly, this is what I'm kind of more interested in. Netflix released the trailer for their adaptation of *The Old Guard*.
1: Ah, *The Old Guard*. I've not heard about this comic book before. This trailer has got me pretty hyped. Um, yeah, it looks good. Looks like it's from Greg Rucka. I like that writer. I've liked his work yeah. before.
0: Huh. So the trailer is pretty cool. It's about like these assassin team of people led by Black Charlize Ops. Theron. Yeah, I love Charlize
1: Theron and anything she does. I pronounce her name right then. Uh, how how do you pronounce Charlize it? Theron?
0: Yeah, that's what I have to say. Say it again. Uh, so Charlize Theron is starring in The Old Guard. And it's like her and Charlize. her team, uh, Charlize, uh, she, they're like killers or assassins or a team of people that like kill assassins or something like that. Yeah. But they also cannot die. They're immortal.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: In the scene right away in the trailer, they all get shot up. And then seconds later, they're like, you know, standing back up again and getting, getting killed over and over, but they can't
1: die. Yeah, basically, they have Wolverine's healing factor. Yeah. Kind of cool. I think it, it looks pretty cool. Good action in it. I guess Charlize is really going for that action movie star type of thing, like with her atomic blonde work. You know, I mean, she's trying to great. she's trying to go into that John Wick, you know, like Lane, the mm-hmm. Keanu next movie actor, you know, next sure. uh, action movie star. Uh, I've not heard I about like this how, comic book, but I got some. I like how I hopes. the
0: the trailer looks. This might not be a plus for you, but it looks kind of like Gemini
1: Man. <laughs> It does, and I think that's it. That's why I'm not that excited as you. Really? Are. Yeah. No, I think it looks good.
0: That, obviously, Gemini Man was not a great movie. Yeah. But uh, I think this will be a really good movie. It looks like the action's really good. It does look better, and I, they they show things are like because you know they're really old, right? They're like centuries old. These characters. I kind of like that um, idea.
1: The mythos. Of I it wish all.
0: they. I hope they do in the movie, but in the trailer they don't show a lot. But I hope they show a lot more of them in the past. Like there was a little bit of like Charlize Theron during like. It looks like the Salem witch trials or something like that. Ooh, okay. So I hope there's more lore. I love folklore, <laughs> so I hope there's more past stuff in in the in the end of the movie or like in when the movie comes out. But overall, I think this is going to be a hit. I like it. I, I like Greg Rooker's writing, so I, I can't wait for this. It's going to be on Netflix.
1: um Was she in Hancock? She was in Hancock. Yes. What if it's related to that? What if this is all weaved in together oh, and it's yeah, all no. one universe? What if they're Please. pulling uh, an unbreakable type of thing and it's like a decade oh. old movie and. It's it's actually connected one universe with oh, Will, Will Smith, Smith is, from Gemini Man.
0: Uh, from, this is actually connected to the Gemini Man. I can't believe we broke it. Or the and and that I, other Will Smith other is, is from Will Fresh Smith. Prince. <laughs> oh, my it's God. All it's all
1: connected. We just got yeah. so many conspiracy theories this this week on, like, read a copy podcast.
0: <laughs> Release the Snyder Cut of Old Guard, and then I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Greg this is not big news I'm just going to say this and then we can be done with it sure but ABC has renewed Stumptown for a second season
1: oh so yeah I'm looking eager to get that I love that show I'm going to I'm going to watch second season I still want to watch it. I never finished it I liked yeah. what I saw I
0: want to watch yeah, more I, I haven't finished it I love the book I haven't finished the season but I'm going to catch up and I'm glad it's getting a second season I like the cast in that show so yeah check out Stumptown check out our episode on Stumptown
1: too oh that too yeah shout out to us yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> alright that is it for the news yeah have anything else you want to talk about oh, that's it for me okay cool well then let's get into our final installment of spider may and let's talk a little bit about spider gwen like we said up top this is our fourth and final week of spider may that's right and we could have gone with a countless number of great spider-man stories um we could have did a, whole a bunch clone saga <laughs> We could have did uh we I, I Originally, I wanted to do like a 2099 Spider-Man. Um, uh, Porker was like Parker. The, what's the name? Peter what? Porker. Uh, Peter Porker, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man Noir. Um, there's like the Venom Saga and all that with Carnage. Spider-Manga. And but, uh, Spider-Manga. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Manga. <laughs> Spider-Manga. <laughs> But uh, I think it's poignant that we end with kind of where we started. Our first issue was The Night Gwen Stacy Died. Yeah. And let's end it with great new comic, Spider Gwen.
1: That's right. Um, this is a, a weird collection of different s- issues of the Spider Gwen, I guess, story, right? Because it's not just one series.
0: Yeah. So uh, Spider Gwen is a kind of a really popular new character, one of the most popular of like newly created characters, new yeah. Batch, right? She's even newer than Miles Morales. Uh, we did a Miles story last week. That's right. Uh, so Spider Gwen, her publication history is kind of, kind of a little messy, I would say. Sure, sure. Because there's a series called Edge of the Spider-Verse where it was five issues, but each issue was a story about a different alternate version of Spider-Man. Right,
1: right, right. Dasha right. gotcha. So each issue had a different story
0: and issue number two of that was the debut of this character, Spider Gwen. Interesting.
1: Yeah, a, a new character that people are really enjoying. And uh, this yeah. is my, my, my first, uh, dive into that character really enjoying it now too
0: and she got so popular that Marvel's like okay we have to make a, a series about her and in October 2014 during New York Comic Con they announced like hey guys we're gonna do a whole like self-titled series Spider-Gwen that's cool. how popular she got and then so they did five issues of that and then they kind of had to halt it because Secret Wars happened
1: oh got caught up into that mess yeah history being don't rewritten know
0: Secret Wars it kind of like crashed the multiverse of, of Marvel in the comics right
1: Right. Yeah, we had to create battle world mishmash of all the different timelines, I guess.
0: Exactly. Uh Secret Wars is a great story. I love it. So. I want to do that one day. And then um after that they kinda did a, a second volume of Spider Gwen. Okay. And that can, that is now like the ongoing series. So she's already had two volumes in like since her debut. Wow. <laughs> and it's only been like five years what, so like far? Five years or something. Yeah. Wow. So uh yeah, pretty crazy. When they're creating the Edge of Spider Verse, you know, stories that was gonna lead up to the Spider Verse event, um, they tapped a bunch of writers and artists to like make their own little stories, right, in each issue. Okay. And they asked writer David Latour and Robbie Rodriguez to do the Spider Gwen story, which was issue number two of that series. Uh, I think it was Jason and, Latour. Oh, yeah. Well, his name is David Jason Latour. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I guess I guess in the, his writing name is Jason
1: Latour. His full name is David Jason Latour. Okay, good to know. Wow. Um, his, his real life name is as complicated as this Trey I <laughs> name. <laughs> You're talking about a
0: different writer from another dimension. That's why.
1: Uh, I see. I see.
0: <laughs> when uh, they created this character, they had to come up with like a whole backstory, a whole design for her, right? Yeah. One of the best things about her is her costume. That is a sick looking costume. Yeah. Um, the editors at first had an idea for what they wanted her costume to look like. Okay. And it was kind of like a Spider Man version of what Gwen Stacy usually wore back in the day in her comics with like the trench coat and like the band, hairband and stuff stuff right that sounds like a and bad idea wanted, yeah they wanted to like spider that up but then like Latour and Rodriguez they're like well we want to make this character but we don't want people to know that it's Gwen Stacy right away when we announce this because then it's like she was considered a quote-unquote fridged character meaning like this character is locked away you can't mess with this character right okay so it was a, it was a surprise that it was gonna be Gwen Stacy
1: oh really this character that's yeah. interesting okay I was so about to say, was it just called spider Gwen from the beginning
0: <laughs> yeah, well, because technically Spider-Gwen is like a fan-made character name. Oh, I see. In the comics, she goes by Spider-Woman.
1: I see. Okay, for fans, that would be kind of complicated and mixed up to call yeah. her that.
0: Okay, confusing. They kind of made the Spider-Gwen mishmash name that really stuck with the character. But, you know, in the comics, uh, she's called Spider-Woman. And also, like, if you have a secret identity, it's not good to put your name in your superhero name. <laughs> you think so? It's like... Yeah. <laughs>
1: It makes sense to me, Spider Daniel. Okay. I just have (laughs) to take my my glasses off. His name's that Spider Peter, right? Spider Peter. (laughs) He's a man, isn't he?
0: Um, so her name, her comic book character name is actually Spider Woman, right? Uh, I see. And so she's from another dimension. She's from Earth 65, where I'll get to get into it more in the comic book, but sure. like she's their spider superhero.
1: Right, right, right. Fits totally into Spider May. Yeah.
0: Um, a little bit about the creative team. Latour is not only a, a writer, but also a comic book artist. Oh, and cool. he's worked with pretty much all the major publishers, uh, Marvel, of course, DC, Image, Dark Horse. He worked on titles like Wolverine, Winter Soldier. Uh, he's most notably known for creating Spider-Gwen, but he's also won an Eisner for a comic book called Southern Bastards.
1: Have you heard of that? Oh, really? He did Southern Bastards? He did Southern Bastards. I love Southern Bastards.
0: Well, he won an Eisner for that. And, wow. Uh, you could thank Latour for it. I didn't know he did that. Uh, he's also won uh, something called a National Cartoonist Society's Reuben Award. I don't, I'm not too sure what that is. Reuben Sandwich he, Award? He won it. <laughs> he won a Reuben Sandwich from some Society. <laughs> you <laughs> Um, the artist for this book, Robbie Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, most notably known for co-creating Spider-Gwen, but he's uh, done a lot of Marvel stuff, like also worked on Wolverine and X-Men and Uncanny X-Force and even um, New Means, which I know you love.
1: Oh, wow. Really? Interesting. Yeah. He's got a really uh, like, um, it's almost like a sloppy style, but at certain points, it's I like his choice of uh, like positioning the characters, I guess is how to say it. It's really interesting.
0: Yeah. I really like his artwork. It's almost like edgy, yeah. but not, but it's still like line work. It's not like Sloppily drawn It's just almost Frantic I guess
1: Yeah it gets almost Like sloppier In a good way actually In the more intense Scenes
0: Definitely Like I I feel like This book is kind of Like if you love Books like um, Scott Pilgrim Or Paper Girls This is kind of Down that alley
1: Sure sure Especially in that High school setting Sure yeah
0: So the collection That we're doing today Is kind of like A beginner's guide To the character
1: Oh I see Okay that makes More sense to me now
0: Yeah (laughs) Because like She doesn't have Like a, a trade To necessarily follow like you could read her ongoing series issue by issue but this kind of like tries to get you any like person who's never read gwen stacy or spider gwen before this is a good place to start quick summary of the character gotcha it, it collects five issues um, we're only going to be talking about the first four today and those first four are okay get this edge of the spider verse number two gotcha. which is, has spider gwen's origin in it okay and then issue number five of the ongoing gwen stacy or spider gwen series Gotcha. Right? Pre-Secret Wars. Because <laughs> remember, the Secret Wars kind of stopped that and then restarted it. Yeah. And then the first two issues of the second volume of Spider-Gwen.
1: Gotcha. It's funny here because they both series apparently came out in 2015. So, it's 2015 A and 2015 B. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. With Secret Wars in between to mess it up. To mess it up. That's its whole <laughs> point was to mix things
0: up. Yeah. So, again, it's issue number two, issue number five, and then issue one and two. <laughs> so- if you can follow along, it's only math. What don't you get? <laughs> um, so it starts off, and we see Gwen Stacy. She's with her friends, and they are all in a band together. They're jamming out right now. Gwen Stacy is the drummer, and their lead singer is MJ. And they're called the Mary Janes.
1: Wow! How uh, what's, what's the word? Uh, egotistical. Egotistical, yeah. <laughs> the Daniels. Hey, everyone, we're the Daniels. <laughs> Okay, well, you could say the same
0: thing about like Van Halen. Yeah, exactly. Like, or or Bon Jovi, <laughs> to name your entire
1: band after yourself. It's totally a thing. I, I know. It's I don't know. That's what I'm, I'm just saying. It's pretty pretty bad.
0: Um, so she's the lead drum or lead. She's the drummer. Gotcha. MJ's like the singer, lead guitarist. Uh, on keyboards is their friend Glory, and then on bass is their other friend Betty. Right.
1: Gotcha. But I like
0: the they're character called, Betty.
1: She's kind of cool in this book.
0: Yeah, she doesn't have much to do, but every time she talks it's pretty cool every time she pops
1: up yeah she's got a cat
0: <laughs> yeah um, right off the bat like you could hear the lyrics that they're screaming out they're a rock band yeah this is kind of like um, Scott Pilgrim if you ever watch that movie or read the book like I could almost hear the music as I'm reading this book I can this hear that too yeah silent book <laughs> Um, they're practicing uh, they're in Midtown High in the gym they're practicing for their concert Um, but Gwen Stacy is kind of in her own head
1: like she can't pay attention right she's almost offbeat, and she's the drummer she's like going too hard on the drums right now yeah
0: and we get a glimpse of what's going on in her head it is a whole two page panel and what it says up top is like previously in Spider Woman right gotcha and we get like her whole origin in just two pages she is bitten by a radioactive spider she uses her powers to to like become kind of famous like she goes on talk shows and then uh her dad is still um captain Captain stacy Stacy, yeah right and her best friend is peter parker who is this nerdy character right he is picked on so gwen kind of sticks up for him gotcha uh this makes him feel you know bad he wants to be able to stick up for himself and he wants he's kind of jealous of gwen she knows she's has these powers so he comes up with like this uh formula injects himself and it actually turns him into the lizard peter parker is the lizard in this universe Um, he goes crazy uh, starts attacking people so he Spider-Gwen has to like save the day Uh, and in this whole scene um, Parker dies her best friend Peter Parker dies but it doesn't
1: look great right because everyone's just seeing Spider-Woman kind of cradling a man as he dies or a boy you know Peter Parker as he dies so it looks like Spider-Woman was the one that killed Peter Parker exactly
0: and of course J. Jonah Jameson is doing his thing and he's doing all this propaganda and getting the media again spider woman ah, f you, now, jk simmons when <laughs> when i was uh starting this book and collecting this i saw this page a previously on spider woman and i was like oh i want to read this and i kept looking for this where really? this issue like where did this happen what volume or what oh. issue did this story take place so i could read it uh there is no previously on this is the first issue that spider grin has ever appeared oh. and they just make it seem like there's a previous issue that they're referencing really there isn't they sum up her whole origin in
1: two pages that's kind of cool and also a Confusing for you, I guess.
0: Yeah, I kept researching like, okay, what issue did this happen so I could read that? And there is no that. (laughs)
1: Previously, in this issue. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I got to say with that whole like synopsis there, I really love how they mix it up. But we did a good job of like making like Peter almost the villain there and it also makes sense mm-hmm. in his character um, motivations. And he's a science guy. He's kind of was just always the nerd, I guess, because he never got bitten. So he's kind right. of succumbed to that and became the lizard. And they're
0: best friends. But Peter was also in love with Gwen at the time. Like Peter's always going to be in love with Gwen. He's crushing no hard. What, no matter what universe you're at. <laughs> um, So again, we're back in the gym. They're practicing. She can't focus. She's like drumming her hardest. But like... Every Everyone has already stopped playing and she's still like pounding on the drums and they're like, Whoa, Gwen, what's going on? Like calm down, or whatever, right? Right. What's what's and, going uh, on in your
1: head right now? And you'll talk it through, but she's just standoff. She won't say.
0: Yeah, of course she can't say. She can't say that she's a superhero, right? Right, exactly. So she leaves the uh, practice she's like, guys, I can't I gotta clear my head. I'll see you guys at the concert. I'll be there, I promise. But right now I gotta go. So she leaves. She is doing what a spider character would do. She's chilling on top of a billboard all the way in like the roof of the of New York. So spider character Uh, She's the billboard she's uh sitting on is like uh one of those like rewards for any information about the killing of and it's peter
1: parker that's on wow and at the top of the whole billboard it even says stop the spider woman so the full blame is on spider woman in this uh, universe
0: yeah uh i would pick a different place to sit but that's where she wants to sit (laughs) i don't know um a lot of this book is about music she's listening to music on her headphones and she's like thinking about peter like man you're the reason i'm the reason you're dead i wish i could tell you that i'm sorry I wish you were just here. I wish I could take it all back, but I can't. And I have to keep going. I have to be Spider Woman. Otherwise, you died for nothing, right? Gotcha. Um, she's on the phone now with her dad. Uh, Captain Stacy doesn't know that she's Spider Woman, uh, but he's started this task force to hunt down Spider Woman and take her and bring her into justice because everyone believes she's a killer.
1: Right. I would say Captain Stacy is almost the one that's the main one after Spider Woman and is just putting all forces into it. He's going to have to stay late tonight because he, he is telling Gwen that then he's, he's after spider Woman. It's all all hands on deck for this task.
0: And I, I love that dynamic where like, you know, your dad is the one after you, right? Yeah. It's so cool to see like these characters that we know, but with like a twist on it and a different perspective, like we're following not Peter, but we're following Gwen now. And now like her dad is like a featured character. Whereas, you know, it's not really like that with, with Peter, of course, like he's, Captain Stacy is still hunting a spider character, but this time it's like her daughter. Like it almost feels like um, Commissioner Gordon, Barbara Gordon situation oh yeah
1: pretty much wow i didn't i guess i didn't i can't believe i didn't put that together earlier
0: Spider-Gwen is now, like, on top of a subway, and she's, like, trying to, like, just investigate the city, parole the city. Um, But when she gets to a train station, like, one of the cops there, police cop, uh, points a gun at her, right? Because she is, like, a wanted
1: uh, vigilante. He just yells out, freeze! But uh, he's not really... It seems like he's kind of a new guy because he just, out of nowhere, starts shooting at her. Um, And, again, this is kind of a crowded subway station, so it's not a great place to be shooting anybody. Um, And Spider-Woman is not happy about this.
0: Yeah, she's like, whoa, whoa, like... you're you know you're shooting me like you you think i'm the killer like you're more dangerous than i am you're shooting like a crowded area and so she webs him up uh and then she even like grabs his walkie-talkie and like alerts the the dispatch or whatever like shots fired over here come get this like crazy guy that's shooting and really it's that cop that's doing the the firing right totally
1: i love how uh she's just as quippy as spider-man i love that i love that character characterization definitely
0: and before she knows it like the other cops the back up has already arrived and she's she even says like "Whoa, like stacy's uh task force is really working because like you guys are here super fast so she jumps on the subway again tries to get out of there uh a helicopter now is following them with a spotlight on her she's trying to get away and like this whole chase sequence starts we cut to a dinner scene now and we see matt murdoch Oh, okay a hero another hero on her side uh no not in this world Not. <laughs> i gotta remember that in this world matt murdoch is a lawyer right yeah like still a lawyer is. yeah still blind but his number one client is the kingpin really <laughs> he works for the kingpin he's kind of a bad guy he's also the kingpin's like right hand man fixer guy that handles all the dirty, dirty deeds that kingpin needs yeah uh at this point i think kingpin is in jail so really matt murdoch is like running his empire running
1: kingpin's empire right he's his like avatar right now okay yeah
0: and he's having dinner with this character that he's calling uh alexki who's like this big dude uh gray skin right yeah yeah and- this skin. is This is this dimension's version of
1: Rhino. Gotcha. Okay. And he's huge. He's like towering over Matt Murdock as they're having some burgers.
0: Yeah. And Matt Murdock is hiring Alexi, Rhino, on behalf of the Kingpin to do some dirty work, which is to kill Captain Stacy. Oh, wow. I can't believe Daredevil would do this. Matt, what are you doing? I really like this, how Matt Murdock is a bad guy in this world.
1: It's actually great. It kind of makes sense. You know, he's always kind Super of- Super cool. He's kind of like uh, on the other side of the law
0: most of the time, so. Yeah. He's full on villain in this dimension it's pretty great um meanwhile we're at the concert hall now the venue where we see mj glory and betty and they're all dressed up ready to go no Gwen. But no no gwen they can't perform without her and they're waiting and they're like okay everyone's out there they're ready for us we gotta just go um even without gwen because then we can't this is our our first big concert we can't miss it right
1: right right even um, captain stacy in the audience like oh what daughter you're even late to your own concert
0: <laughs> yeah because they start performing And obviously there's no drummer so they're just playing loud and uh, they're singing their song and captain Stacy's like in the audience looking but there's no Gwen and he's like man like this is bad I feel bad for my daughter right now Yeah,
1: the crowd is going crazy though even without the drummer yeah out of nowhere from behind Captain Stacy erupts a huge rhino ready to smack down onto him
0: and he's attacking Captain Stacy now he even grabs him like throws him onto the stage um, like through the drum set yeah and like the the backdrop falls over everything comes to a halt and we see Gwen standing there like because the backdrop you could see like the whole backstage now she's like dad like
1: what happened right just surprised there seeing someone attacking her own father
0: Rhino's now approaching Captain Stacy Uh, he's about to kill him but out of nowhere thwipping in is Spider
1: Gwen full costume now cool cool and she just grabs onto Rhino's collar but then Rhino does a full bear hug straight into her and it's really hurting like she can barely breathe but she just wails straight into the face of Rhino finally knocking him loose back to the uh the concert room wall
0: there's like a whole sequence here where there's it's just like an action page where there's no dialogue but the where, where you would see like the the sounds of like the punches and the kicks or whatever yeah it's it's weird because you hear like it looks like you hear like a drum beat because she's a drummer uh-huh. and this is very like i this is like straight out of scott pilgrim where like you could hear the music as the actions happening that's what i thought anyway
1: i like that i guess i didn't notice that up front but yeah you could and feel like the Rhino's, feel like- rim shot whatever as as you're yeah. hitting a, a punch to the face
0: yeah uh spider Gwen has rhino pinned to the wall now his hands are like stuck with webs above his head and she does like this lunge jump hit right and not only does she knock out rhino but she like punches him through the brick wall and he comes out the other side like totally
1: knocked out ah success but from but now
0: standing yeah go
1: ahead no you can go and standing behind her though is captain stacy with a gun up pointed straight at her with uh her hands up she's like "Oh, you can't do this it was- was not me I'm not responsible for Peter Parker's death she knows also, that she's I just
0: I just saved your life too like you're still gonna try to like arrest me and you know Captain Stacy still has his gun drawn on her and she has like no choice now I'm bringing you in yep but Gwen has one last thing she pulls off her mask to reveal that it's her
1: oh my god uh and he just is jaw-dropping right he can't believe that his own daughter is actually spider Woman uh, but she explains that yeah. she has she's not doing what she wants she has to do what the world needs and that's kind of the right. crux of the whole story about what, what this is what her own father imparted on her. She needs to do what the world needs to be a hero. Yeah.
0: So it's like you're a hero in your own way, carrying your badge. This mask is my badge, and I have to do what I have to do. So she puts it back on. Uh Captain Stacy like lowers his gun and uh she like sw- swings away out of there and just go. Like Captain Stacy's just like kind of like in shock, like I can't believe it's Dumbstruck. So it's a couple nights later, and we're at the what looks to be like the penthouse suite of Kingpin. Some nice digs, high, yeah. high floor. Super nice. Nice. But also like Kingpin, like I said, is in jail. So it's really Matt Murdoch that is enjoying all this. He's uh chilling there, like staring out into the city. And apparently, like prior to this, some stuff has been stolen from the Kingpin. Gotcha. So it's up to Matt Murdoch to like find the thief and get the get the stuff back.
1: Right. There was no evidence of who it was except for one small envelope in there. And inside the envelope are tickets to Felicia Hardy and the Black Cats. Another concert. Yeah. Uh
0: really nice venue, Madison Square Garden. <laughs> you <laughs>
1: Pretty pretty popular. So
0: she's a big deal in this dimension. Um Felicia Hardy, of course, as we know her as a black cat, but here she is like this Uber pop megastar, almost like a Lady Gaga or something,
1: right? Kacha, gotcha, yeah. She's still, I guess, the black cat with her thieving abilities, right? Mm-hmm. Supposedly she the was the one that thieved this.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the world knows her as like this megastar. And uh we now catch up with the Mary Janes, and apparently they have been like tapped to do an opening act for the show. Which With Felicia, right? Cool. Okay. And some of them are like, yeah, we shouldn't do this. Like, they don't like Felicia Hardy. They don't like her style of music. She's too mainstream, right? Yeah, apparently Uh, she was
1: a a past band member.
0: Yeah, and she was like all about the look
1: and like her voice sucks is what they say. Like, they (laughs) don't like her, right? All style, no substance pretty much is the idea. Exactly.
0: But Mary Jane is like, you know, like, I know that's true. I know we kind of hate her, but she's, she's like doing this to like spite us. But we have to flip it, turn around and do it. And be better than her, so like all her fans will like will get attention to us,
1: right? Right, right. This is our next big break, you know. Sure, it yeah. kind of sucks how we got it, but this is it's actually like suck it up. Yeah, this is we got to do this, guys.
0: They're at the concert now, and they're performing. The Mary Janes are performing, and right, the opening act in, in the crowd of people is Matt Murdoch. Like he's there,
1: right? uh he uh he took up that the ticket, and he actually used it to show up at the concert.
0: Who would not use these tickets? They're real expensive, good tickets. <laughs> It's Madison Garden, yeah. They're in the standing room, like, floor area. Like, that's tight. <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> Um, he's watching the Mary Janes. But up top in on the catwalk.
1: Oh, I see what you did there.
0: <laughs> staring down with some binoculars is Felicia Hardy. And like you said, she is still like the black cat thief character, right?
1: Yes. She's got this whole like French thing going on with her whole style. And right. she sp- speaks French most of the time, I guess. I didn't know yeah. that was a, a part of her real uh, 616 character. But she's more she's got this like, you know, French thief vibe going on. It's really, it's kind of cool. Right. And
0: again, like we had. With Gwen, we now get like a two-page origin for Black Cat in right. this issue. Apparently, like her dad was like one of the greatest thieves in all the world. They lived in Paris. He's like taking care of his daughter Felicia. Felicia always wanted to be a singer, right? But then, you know, being a thief, like she's learning how to be a thief from her dad. Her dad Expert. is always like, you know, you want, you don't want to just be like a two-timing thug kind of thief. You want to be like a great thief. You want to steal things of great value. Steal things that they can't steal back from you, right? Like yes, steal the things that are. Important to people, kind of thing. Right? Wow.
1: It's almost like he is still imparting morals onto her, even though they're yeah. doing thievery. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and the dad stole from kingpin and Ooh. what he stole from kingpin was like the first dollar that he ever made like you're really only stealing one dollar but to kingpin that means everything right wow okay so kingpin hires matt murdoch to like hey go kill this thief the dad right in thrust vengeance and we see that matt murdoch does track down the dad and kills him it's even an homage to the bullseye electro death scene where he stabs her
1: oh yeah it's like the full black suit daredevil yeah uh
0: and then he has like the, the sword like Stabbing straight through The
1: dad's chest right Right in front of Felicia Like young Felicia right there
0: The dad dies Felicia sees that Matt Murdock Killed the dad So like she's after Vengeance after Matt Murdock I see
1: And uh, now an orphaned uh, Little daughter She takes up singing again And she's like Singing on the street corner Eventually becoming like a Part of a, her own band The Mary Janes right Whatever they were called At yeah. the time And eventually leaving them And becoming <laughs> A pop star Very much like a Lady Gaga With uh, the yes. whole Those weird costumes Maybe like an early Nicki Minaj (laughs) yeah this is like a poker
0: face Lady Gaga exactly so we're back to present time the Mary Janes are rocking out on stage everyone's vibing but out of the middle of the song like their set is not done yet Felicia just comes out and we're like
1: okay you guys are done it's my turn right like totally just trying to steal the spotlight great opening act and even like with like you know sharp words they say each other's names Felicia, Jane yeah they hate each other and but Felicia you know she's the star of the, the
0: night she unveils to the audience her backup performer uh the black cats and they're uh, wearing like full like black cat like mascot like you would see a mascot would wear right right, right. but they're wearing like French style like striped white shirts and berets and two
1: of them are on like guitars. <laughs> I like Betty's comment. It's like, oh she lives in a life size Hannibal bear cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> and they're there um, instead of
0: performing she turns the spotlight down onto the audience right onto Matt Murdoch. because really this is all a ruse to get Matt Murdoch where she wants him right wow okay and she unveils that she has the dollar that her dad originally stole wow right? from the same then? dollar and instead of like giving it back or or keeping it somewhere or spending it uh, she lights it on fire with a lighter it's full disrespect to Ooh, King Finn.
1: wow even to Murdoch too because it's just you can see in the reflection of his glasses the burning dollar in his face but Matt Murdoch did
0: not come alone he's too smart for that <laughs> he brought ninjas <laughs> he brought ninjas uh, Matt Murdock always has ninjas around him, yeah. but this time they work for him.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess so.
0: And they go full on attack on Felicia and even throwing ninja stars, even the Mary Janes who are still on stage are kind of like under attack because they're in the way. And Gwen tells everyone like, you got to run. I'll be right behind you, even though she's not because she's going to turn into Spider Gwen.
1: Right. Get out of here. I'll I'll get the uh, the other two because Jane and uh, Glory are still in the middle of it with the ninjas surrounding them.
0: Felicia, who's also like a trained killer, like her father trained her, right. is now jumped in the middle of the fight uh spider gwen now appears doing like a flying kick and now it's like the four of them uh glory mj spider gwen and felicia hardy all like fighting off all these ninjas which yeah. i thought was pretty
1: dope back to back all of these uh ninjas around spider gwen is shooting out some webbing into the ninjas faces while uh felicia hardy's like jumping in the air she's got like this weird whip that she's like hitting the ninjas with
0: yeah and she jumps and lands like right in front of matt Murdock. it's cool because she's like kneeling before him to like attack yeah and you could see matt murdoch's shadow and it kind of looks like daredevil even though he's in like a regular suit
1: oh i see that that's kind of cool
0: and she's about to like attack matt but spider gwen stops her like webs her arm up and she's like don't do this like you don't want to sleep to his level right
1: yeah I, th- I think gwen doesn't know that matt murdoch is a uh, another trained killer she, i think right, she thinks yeah. um, felicia's just going on rampage and is about to kill this innocent blind man standing in the audience <laughs>
0: Uh, so now them two are kind of like going at it. And in the end, like Gwen
1: is able to like punch and knock out Felicia. Straight in the face. And she's knocked down on the ground.
0: And then all the ninjas start to do the, like the ninja vanish smoke thing, right? Okay. And Spider-Gwen is just there. I think this is when Matt even reveals like, you know, you're starting to become a problem to Spider-Gwen. Right. It's like, we we sent Rhino to kill Captain Stacy and you got in between. So like now you're kind of like in our way. Sure. But it's so. also uh,
1: two birds with one stone because for happenstance if Captain Stacy does die it does look bad that the supposed killer makes it out alive right spider Gwen right. looks like she she was a part of the orchestration
0: yeah so uh, they all leave and Gwen just kind of like webs out of there and we now see her dad at home he is no longer like the head of the, the spider Gwen task force yeah to find this quote unquote killer um, he's like boxing up all this stuff that he had and he's almost like I don't know like down in the dumps kind of depressed because he, he's also like sad that his daughter, who he was hunting, is he realizes is, is like the Spider going
1: character. Right, been lying to him this whole time. Um, kind of mixed emotions because he's been hunting down his own daughter. It's kind of weird yeah. there. Um, and then he just has to up and end, stop that whole objective altogether.
0: He gets a visit from Detective Gene DeWolf who is now kind of running the task force along with the new captain, which is Captain Frank Castle.
1: Oh, I like that. <laughs> All these like cards are shuffled up in this story. <laughs>
0: Sigh. And uh Gene DeWolf and Stacy, Captain Stacy, uh kind of used to be partners, so that she kinda like cares for him, right? Right, right. Even though he he like doesn't want to reveal that he like his daughter is the person that they're hunting. So he's kinda
1: like caught in between. And she knows something's going on because he's acting weird. He just went to a full on halt. Yeah. Uh, he kind of like gave going up. up. Yeah.
0: So she's just like visiting him, make sure he's he's okay. It's like a couple days later now, and we are at this place called the Dollar Dog, which is
1: like a hot dog vendor shop, right? Right, corn dog vendor.
0: Yeah, and it's really cool because we run into this villain, kind of a villain. Oh, big bad, right? And he's called uh, the Bodega Bandit.
1: He's got a, a trusty bulldog in his hand, like hugging it. Yeah. And he basically is just a stickup thief, and he tries to rob people of whatever. And he's there for corn dogs.
0: He's just robbing corn dogs, right? <laughs> and the the clerk doesn't even care. He's like, just take the
1: corn dog, right? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> this guy looks like um, hamburglar. Yeah, the hamburger. Yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> it's funny because he's wearing like you know the burglar eye mask. Yeah. But also like his dog that he has with him named Bandito, <laughs> also has uh, like a the same eye covering mask and like a, a burglar hats
1: yeah they both have like a zorro hats on yeah
0: um so he he, he's just robbing corn dogs the clerk's like whatever just take the corn dogs so he leaves Um, but the dog is like eating one of the corn dogs on the side of the street and out of like the sewer crawls out this monster and it is revealed to be the lizard but what he's dead though peter died earlier in a previously that never happened We catch up to Gwen Stacy now. She is living with her bandmate, Betty. But, you know, their apartment is a mess. She's sleeping on the couch. She even has, like, their pet cat sleeping on her face. <laughs> <laughs> she's late for and, work. Yeah.
1: She's already got her work clothes on. That's what she slept in. So, she's got to jump out the window and jump into her spotted Gwen outfit to get out of there. Yeah.
0: She's trying to get to work on time if she's super late. The only way to get there is if she, like, to swing. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but as she's, like, leaving her apartment, she has a poster that says Slayer, like, the band Slayer. Oh. Oh, okay. But behind the image is uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, that's funny. I
1: like the world building.
0: So Gwen is trying to get to work. She's dressed as Spider Woman because it's faster to travel that way. She tries to uh, do like a swing, but her web cartridges don't work and apparently like she forgot to clean them so they're clogged
1: i like how uh the quick note here apparently she got her her web shooters from a miss van dyne yeah so more again
0: all these characters doing doing things that kind of make sense but also is like another version of it
1: it's awesome i love it
0: and apparently gwen's new job is at the dollar dog (laughs) and she's getting there it's her first day she's super late but she sees her boss or her new boss sitting outside on the street and this guy's name is mr Al. Albie, yeah. And he's just down. We see the dollar dog, the windows all smashed up, everything's destroyed and corn dogs like, on the ground. What happened, right? This this can't be what I think it is cuz uh, uh Mr.
1: Albie explains it came from a, a lizard, a giant lizard came and attacked yeah, him.
0: She's like no way, it can't be. So she needs to like investigate, hunt down what's going on. So who does she like hunt down first? The Bodega
1: Bandit. Oh, <laughs> the first lead, obviously.
0: And Bodega Bandit is chillin where he usually stays uh inside a dumpster.
1: Oh, his nice digs.
0: She she tracks him there. She's there to like, you know, be like the mean cop and like interrogate him. him down. But by the time she gets there, he's already like in tears crying. Just get out of here. And it's bad because we see that he's crying over like the collar of Bandito, his dog. And Bandito is nowhere to be seen. Uh Uh-oh. And so she can't talk to him. He's distraught. So she goes back to her old alma mater, Midtown High School. Gotcha. And going here just floods so many memories from Gwen from her previously on that never existed I see
1: okay Um, she's he's, looking up a one doctor Kurt Connors Um, again in the earlier times Um, possibly he was the one that gave Peter this uh, like lizard serum right he right. in the original timeline 616 he was the lizard right
0: exactly and in this like he's kind of responsible for what happened to Peter so she's searching on like the computer database for um, Connors like address or any kind of contact info right but it's all been redacted and he's been missing since the death of peter right and she's now like going through like the halls of the school it's, it's the middle of night so, so no one's there but she remembers like eating lunch with peter and this is when like they were like talking over like when she first got her powers and what like she should do with them and all this stuff right because peter was kind of like her buddy sidekick guy in the chair kind of thing right 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 and this is also the first time they meet uh harry osborne harry osborne right and in this version harry osborne is like a trans for student he's still super rich but he is like kind of like
1: a, also like an outsider right he's still pretty nerdy um apparently he got kicked out of his private school for yeah. some bad stuff
0: um the other kids like tease him and then call him nicknames and one of the nicknames they call him is green goblin
1: right right because uh, they call him green because of he's stupid rich he has money yeah and goblin because he's a, a DD fan <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> (laughs) Uh, We see Gwen kind of walking into the gym and she has a memory of when the Mary Janes are like practicing. Uh, This is even before they were called the Mary Janes, right? This is still forming the band. Uh, Peter is there and he's like doing like sketches and stuff. And Harry is also there. So at this point, they've all kind of been friends for a while now. And Harry is kind of like flirting with Gwen, right? He's trying
1: to ask her out to the prom or the dance that they can go to.
0: But Gwen is just like, doesn't get a clue like she's not picking she up on realize. it doesn't realize yeah so Harry kind of like leaves and Betty's even like hello Gwen like he likes you why don't you like go out with him right go right. to the prom with him and also like hearing this is Peter who has a crush on Gwen and this kind of like pisses him off you see like he's writing in his book and he like breaks his pencil
1: right he's so angry and pissed off just right in in his face this is happening
0: and, and then all these like memories of like going to the prom and like apparently like this is where Peter got picked on and beat up right and then he becomes like the lizard later and gwen is like everyone thinks like gwen killed peter because there was like this uh lizard attack that destroyed the school but then the lizard vanished because it was peter and all you see now is peter's dead body with gwen like holding it so everyone thinks gwen or spider woman was the killer
1: so this is just flooding a bunch of old memories into gwen uh she goes on to her next lead she decides to go into the sewers where the lizard originally came from so she's got a bunch of corn dogs and she's tossing them everywhere to possibly entice (laughs) the lizard i'm just throwing them everywhere out of the big uh a hole behind her she sees eyes come out of nowhere and a whole bunch of just eyes a bunch of them yeah. a whole crowd of them uh, in the dark and they come erupting from that large hole and it turns out to be just a bunch of pets <laughs> like yep, dogs cats. cats and dogs yeah
0: and they're all grabbed the corn dogs and they're running away uh, apparently there's been a bunch of missing like pets lately so this is where they've all been and she looks back and she does see like the lizard is there you see his big red beady eyes and it starts attacking spider gwen gwen is like dives away to uh, Evade the attack, but now behind her are even more creatures, like lizard creatures.
1: Yeah, they're all like almost naked. <laughs> There's like what, like six of them yeah. this time? And they're all going for and the corn dogs.
0: She's surrounded, they're all like attacking her. Uh one even like slashes her back. So she this she's outnumbered. This is like too much for her to handle. Um, and out of nowhere comes flying in this shield and knocks out one of the lizards.
1: Oh, it is of course this universe is Captain America's shield. Uh yep. and this is a new interpretation of Captain. America it is a african-american woman and uh, she's towering over spider woman there with some of the lizards knocked out yeah and she
0: says don't touch these lizard men they're the property of shield oh (laughs) and this Captain America his name is um,
1: Samantha Wilson Samantha Wilson really yeah that's funny
0: and so the two of them spider woman and Captain America are now fighting off all these lizard people right but also they're kind of like fighting each other right because they're not teammates Uh, it's kind of funny because Because they're fighting each other, but also kind of like on the side, just knocking out all these lizards, but not really
1: paying attention to the lizards. I see. Just knocking them out while they're fighting each other. Because it it seems like they're each other's competition. Uh, Yeah. Captain America is trying to acquire all these lizards and Spider-Woman is trying to figure out the cause of all this.
0: Right. And again, new character, we get like a two-page origin story of this Captain America. And it looks like she was enlisted with also uh, Steve Rogers and Bucky Barnes, right? Right. And, uh, they're like recruited by, uh, Peggy Carter, agent Carter, but this agent Carter wears an eyepatch a la Nick Fury.
1: Oh, kind of cool. I like that. Yeah.
0: Uh, they're under attack. Steve Rogers is injured at this point. Bucky is already like gone missing, right? And Sam Samantha is there and she's like, okay, everyone's hurt. I'm the only one. I have to go through the what's what they're calling like project rebirth, right?
1: Yeah, the whole procedure, you know, muscle up yeah in the, in the so, c- container.
0: instead of Steve Rogers, it is Samantha Wilson that takes it and she dons the Captain America costume, right And she becomes Captain America for a while. She's kicking butt beating the Nazis and one battle she's hunting down uh, Zola remember
1: Zola yeah Zola like the that android character um, and finding out these weird werewolves these are just classic um, Captain America stories she, she even right. um, talks to Moonboy and, and uh, uh, Devil Dinosaur these are those are old right. very old Captain America stories but I've never read them but they're really weird out there uh, classics
0: instead of like what Steve Rogers did was got frozen for 70 years uh, this Captain America Samantha Wilson got trapped in Dimension Z For like 70 years Right Right right. But time there tra- Travels differently So when she finally Escapes that dimension It is like You know The modern day Here Or in Earth 65 So that's how and she does Her whole time jump Yeah yeah It's not being frozen Which is That's so unrealistic and Being frozen <laughs> That's the one Unrealistic thing Yeah I would I think it's the most Realistic to believe, thing About all I'm these I'm more characters. likely I, I think being trapped In another dimension Is way more realistic <laughs> Than being frozen For 70 years we got to test this out. <laughs> We're back uh, in the sewers now. All the lizards are actually um, unconscious and also kind of like transforming back into the human state. Yeah. And Spider-Gwen is handcuffed and laying on the ground and Captain America is there. She's saying like, okay, I sprayed this gas that will temporarily
1: suppress like the lizard mutation that all these people have, right? Just temporarily. Uh, she notes that this is from a the organization called Silk or something like that. Yeah. And she thinks
0: Spider-Gwen gwen works for silk but spider gwen doesn't even know what silk is right
1: right this is all new to her um yeah but that that you know regression in the lizards finally fades away and they start turning back into their lizard form even dr connor's
0: outside on the street we see this version's um falcon right right and it's cool because he's actually wearing like the old school bucky barnes looking costume
1: oh i see that now and he's even got his uh little red falcon there red wing yeah so he sees uh gene DeWolf wolf they're
0: talking to albie remember albie is the dollar dog shop owner and detective wolf is like there to investigate because all these rumors of like these large lizards
1: appeared here so she's investigating that uh, in relation to the death of peter park right right there's a bunch of uh weird stories about this gene is looking over the manhole wondering what's going down down there because there's a big fight going on captain america is tossing her shield taking some more of these lizards out while spider woman is uh thwips in with the the shield and does a full like swing of rid the shield itself and right, knocks down cool. the biggest lizard there Dr. Connors
0: and uh, Spider-Gwen is still like handcuffed right she can't break these uh, Captain America said they're made out of vibranium Ooh. and she's like kind of like pinned on the ground and a lizard one of the lizards is about to attack her and all of a sudden like bullets start flying and we see Detective DeWolf is down there and she's like shooting the lizards she's about to get attacked but Red Wing the robot Falcon is there to like also like save the day and attack some uh the
1: Lizards that are attacking everybody. Um. So Captain America and Spider-Man finally decide to work together. She shoots up a web into the roof, and the two of them, with both their help, pull down on the roof of this. Again, they're in like the sewer system, and the roof caves in, falling all this gravel down onto the lizards.
0: And the lizards are like subdued now; they've reverted back into like their human form, and they're all tied up. And the wolf is like telling uh Captain America, like, okay, I'm taking these guys in, but Captain America's like, no, their shields like. Like property or whatever like this you're you're out of your jurisdiction or whatever right yeah yeah
1: this is not your jurisdiction um, yeah Captain America is just explaining that these were uh, built they're built as weapons from a shadow cell known as silk
0: yeah so there's like a big bigger like plot that's going on here with Captain America
1: you had your League lady yeah
0: um, meanwhile like Gwen Stacy is like gone out of there and escaped, and she has returned to <laughs> The dumpster that the bodega bandit lives in right yeah and instead of like returning his dog because the dog is unfortunately gone she has like a hamster <laughs> and she has put on like even like the bandit like eye mask onto the hamster and she was like it was really hard getting this on so <laughs> you better not lose this
1: one right and she gives him a new sidekick that's awesome they both got their own like weird thieves Zorro hats on it's funny
0: <laughs> so that's where we're gonna end it uh, it's really fun I, I really like the spider Gwen stories there Like kind of like classic Spider-Man stories told in a modern way. Yeah,
1: I like how, uh, again, shuffling all the characters around and it all totally works. I think Latour did a good job of thinking it through Um, and it's got, it's again got that weird Spider-Man feeling but that young character that's working through it all. Uh, A lot of the book was uh, cut to past earlier times. Right, I love it. Yeah.
0: I really like the when they give you like two page origins of all these characters because they're alternate versions. Yeah. Right? So it like just quickly sums up where they're from and you you just know it right away because you know the originals so it's just like a twist on those characters um i really like how the dynamic of peter in the story even though he's not alive through any of it i feel like he's like a uh, a character within it still sure yeah with all these um flashbacks yeah uh how he was in love with gwen but couldn't really tell her uh he also becomes kind of jealous of her because she is spider woman and that leads him to his
1: own demise uh, yeah it was a great story it's it's got that weird um they're not they're out of high school now but It has that kind of younger feel to it it feels a lot like Archie like the newer Archie books with the weird uh, inner drama between uh, the friend group and also Peter and Harry it's got that for sure uh, in there too yeah
0: I mean this is an ongoing series there's a lot more drama in it I want to keep reading I know like Harry is like back in Gwen's life later in the story oh really yeah I know like a lot of classic Spider-Man villains like their versions appear in this like Vulture and even like a version of Venom appears in this so there's so much more to read. And then later on when Spider-Gwen, Spider-Woman, as we know, everything kind of like changes after Secret War, so like everything goes into like the 616 universe and how she deals with that, does it?
1: That's kind of cool. Yeah,
0: and how she can't call herself Spider-Woman anymore because there's already a Spider-Woman in that world, right? Trademark. And she goes by the name uh Ghost Spider, which I don't really
1: love. But me too. It confuses me I'm for a I'm always going to call
0: her I'm always going to call her Spider-Gwen even though that's not her official name sure uh
1: yeah it was really i was surprised how much i liked it because it's got that new fresh feel to it still got your right. spider-man loving it um i'm curious how it, it evolves into becoming its own story too i'm curious what latour tour has got because i was surprised that i was into this i'd never heard of him before
0: yeah well it was really good i i encourage anyone to as a fan of like spider-man to pick this up it's not like the spider-man we know it's totally different but still uh really fun so i i really recommend it i it's really cool to like start with gwen stacy and kind of like just damsel in distress to now this like kick ass her own superhero Gwen Stacy Uh is it, I really
1: liked it yeah that's it's kind of funny how that worked out that way because we didn't really plan it but it kind of makes sense at the end of the day Spider-Man is kind of about a character that is kind of not worth a lot because of their just like just go- going through life that's kind of sucks for them and then right. they have this happenstance thing to happen to them and they're a huge hero for all of like yeah. New York you know yeah
0: so uh, I think it was a great book to end for Spider-May Spider it's not just Spider-Man it could be like any other spider Spider man spider woman uh spider gwen so uh i think it was really fun to choose this as the finale for spider may uh with that being said let's get into side stories
1: so I've been reading another comic book this week. It's called Once and Future at a Boom Studios. Yeah, I've heard of it. It's a pretty popular think? book right now. I yeah. am really enjoying it. It covers a story about this uh 30-year-old or so guy. Um, and he, out of the blue, he finds out that his grandmother that raised him is actually a monster hunter. Okay. Like hunted like werewolves and vampires and stuff like that. And then once he learns this, they're thrust into this big quest, and the main villain they're fighting is a, a re resurrected King Arthur. Wait, he's the bad guy? He's the bad guy, yeah. Oh, cool. Once and Future King. That's the, you know, connection in the title. Once and Future King of England, oh, King Arthur. Oh, oh,
0: oh. There you go. You said the, you said the title. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good book. It's well-written. It's written by Kieran Gillen. It's got great mm-hmm. art coming out of Dan Mora, you know, the guy that did the Power Rangers book we did. I love his art. Yeah.
0: Yeah, his art's really cool. It's like realistic cartoony. Yeah,
1: I guess so. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really like crisp. And I love I love the artwork. And the way they uh, interpret King Arthur arthur is pretty cool he's like he's like resurrected right and he's the bad guy because the prophecy is like um he will come in england's darkest days but what if he's the reason for the darkest days in the in the 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 prophecy Mm. of king arthur and he's like drawn as like this like skeleton figure and he's he's like basically like a necromancer because he like resurrects his own um what's called round table of knights and all
0: that cool i love round table i love their
1: pizza great pizza great pizza great knights (laughs) Okay, (laughs) and uh it's interesting because what they have to do to like go through the story and like erupt this uh big awful event over looming over England that's what King Arthur is trying to do they have to mm-hmm. um like go through the prophecy of King Arthur's story right the sword and the stone Um, they have to have like the, each individual knights like Gawain and Galahad like they have to have their own figurehead of that like a, either a skeleton or like a a new person that's going to serve as that knight in the story so the, the, the two of them the, the okay. main characters Duncan the like the guy that's like new to all this and his grandmother have to stop them from falling through the whole process prophecy of King Arthur's story it's really interesting it's kind of hard to understand and it's really keeps going it's like this big yeah. quest but it really has a fun feeling to it of like you know knights and going through this whole quest it's it's a lot but I really enjoy it once in future
0: oh man I gotta check that out
1: yeah it's got some cool color palettes too it's like that deep black on these like skeleton bodies and then like like lime green and pink like that's the color scheme for this book it's really interesting
0: when I was a kid there yeah. was a King Arthur cartoon oh yeah but the characters were were like these high school football team <laughs> was on, uh, leaving a game and they're on like the school bus and somehow they get teleported into King Arthur time. Right. Okay. And the team, like the football team just become the King Arthur and his Knights of the round table characters. Like the quarterback becomes King Arthur. Like they replace that time's King Arthur for some reason. I don't know. I don't remember. I was a kid.
1: Why do you have to tell me exactly how it went? But then
0: each of the Knights has like a special weapon, like, oh, sweet. I, I don't remember exactly but like you know King Arthur had like a cool sword one of them had like a, an axe that was like a ram or something like that oh head. wicked yeah uh, but also they're like teenagers which I, I don't I don't know if they were in King Arthur time I guess they were no one <laughs> I think lived. everyone was people
1: didn't live yeah. that long yeah
0: you died as soon as you were an adult
1: <laughs> yeah I mean isn't the story like King Arthur was like a, a kid when they realized he was king <laughs> yeah
0: uh, but yeah that's what I remember about that cartoon
1: I'm gonna look it up I love those. Play, those like cheesy yeah. Saturday cartoons are just kind of the same format every time mm-hmm. I eat those up those are great <laughs> this is not so much that but <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's dang, a good okay. book. well uh, I won't read the book I'll just look up that cartoon reading this comic book, I realized how uncultured I am because I don't know the King Arthur story like I don't know who the hell Gwen is and Galahad and what their whole steeze was but you know about, like, I'm learning uh, about it reading comics when is Guinevere in it I think there's a mention of her so I think it's down the road still do you know what
0: happens in the actual King
1: Arthur story No, this she makes make it out okay? So my
0: uh, side story this week is- <laughs> Uh, I got a couple. I've been doing a couple things. Yeah. Uh, I could talk about a bunch, but I think I'm going to stick with one that I'm really enjoying. And it is an Amazon show. Oh, okay. I'm watching it on Amazon Prime. Uh, It is called Making the Cut. I never heard of it. Making the Cut, really? Making the Cut is kind of like the offshoot of Project Runway. Oh. And they, they just can't call it Project Runway anymore because it's on a different thing, right? They don't own that name. But it's still Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn. It's still their thing. Thing, right? oh okay so it's still about designers fashion designers the winner gets like a million dollars and their whole line gets to be on amazon or whatever right <laughs> okay um the reason i like the show is it's about design it's not about necessarily like how good you could sew this dress
1: or something like that right so what they draw it up and then instruct people to make it or that's
0: kind of what they do they make the pattern and then they write out instructions and then overnight they ha- they each have like seamstress actually build the dress or or whatever they want them to make. Oh, okay. Um, so it is about design. You just have to be able to design really well, right? Interesting. And of course, every now and then they still have to put things together. They still have to sew some things and, and be able to work with, with what they have, right? Um, but there are contestants in the show that don't know how to sew whatsoever. Like I could
1: probably sew better than them. <laughs> They've just, they just like drawn a lot and looked at a lot of magazines and stuff like that?
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they're actually professional designers already. Oh. A lot of them have their own, all of them have their own line already. It's just like, you know, they're not popular it's a very competitive space sure sure so uh what's cool is like they'll have weekly competitions right like every episode the winner of each episode their design that they made that week is immediately
1: available for purchase on amazon really yeah so that's kind of cool it's kind of it's like uh in work promotion like it's all
0: oh for sure they talk about amazon all the time on this show oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah as much as they can mention it (laughs) but it's really cool like and then the idea is because if they're going to give a million dollar To something and they want to sell it, it better be a real brand. Like the goal of the show is that you have a brand, right? So they not only judge each individual article piece that you make oh, every yeah. week but it's like they look back and like does this can I That's see cool. your style throughout the weeks right they want to and see then, a through line through everything yeah like they because they're essentially giving a million dollars to the winners like investing in that person really, right because like, then they expect you to work with them
1: right in the future to pass this point and yeah yeah actually so, really build a brand
0: yeah in a way this is like uh, a big commercial for Amazon yeah <laughs> and a way for them to like find a designer that yeah yeah, it's disguised as a contest and a show, but really it's like, we want to get you like contracted with us before anyone else.
1: It's like product right? placement, but we're building the product as we're going through the, the series. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. That's kind of cool. So
0: definitely like a lot of the people I've seen that got eliminated already are like, don't really have a clear vision of what they yeah. want their brand to be. Every week their stuff looks kind of random, right? Yeah. So the ones that are clear winners, it's like you could see, you could tell who made what right away. And those people te- usually win every week. Right one okay. of those because it's like very clear oh this looks great and I could tell it's your style and it is marketable and this could make us a lot of money
1: so you're gonna win this week <laughs> that's what it seems like I think you could get into that show I never really got into Project Runway and it really seems like it's a show that I would like it I think you like the on. show Yeah, you should watch it Project, Wonder,
0: Project Runway was like one of the biggest you know reality show competition shows ever like it, it went on for whatever like 20 seasons or something like that and technically this is like a, a sequel to that it's just not on the original channel it was on so it's going even longer uh tim gunn is great he i love when he talks to the designers and and they're like oh this is what i'm gonna do It's gonna be great and he's just kind of like gives him the, this look like this is gonna suck if you keep going this oh, way. Yeah? So you better change yeah <laughs>
1: like, he always he, he says it in a roundabout way he says it with his face yeah
0: and he doesn't you know he's not trying to be mean and yeah he he's doesn't not mean. also wanna he doesn't want to like influence oh that's the artist either right like you know this is your vision i don't want to make you stray away from your vision but also like come on this is you know, this is going to look bad, right? Do you have eyes? So, I've been watching a lot of that. Uh, I could already kind of tell who's going to win. Yeah. Oh, really? Who's got the. And I'm only about real... halfway. It's just like I could already see how the judges judge. Oh. And now, like, I know who's for sure not going to win and who has the best chance of winning. So, it's like, whatever. I still think a lot of them are very talented, a lot of them are very good. And uh, it's, I love the episodes where, like, someone reaches their breaking point. <laughs> And there's a lot of that. Oh, really?
1: I love that. Those are the best.
0: uh or it's like oh man they it's so like you're your own worst enemy because yeah you're just defeating yourself and that happens every now and then in the show i love it check out um making the cut
1: man okay that sounds like a show i could totally get into my type of vibe i really i've always like liked fashion from afar but i don't know anything about it <laughs> i want to get into it making the cut okay on amazon
0: yeah. also when they eliminate someone they say you did not make the cut oh and i
1: love uh, it when they when they <laughs> use the title in the show that that hurts that's gotta be the worst part of that's like worse than losing, just having to hear that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Daniel, you're not a reader copy.
1: <laughs> uh and then just so to kind of kinda
0: do a 180, aside from watching a fashion show, I've also been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I recently picked up Mortal Kombat 11 because it was on sale sweet and uh, I've been playing a lot of that on PlayStation that's super fun I love it Uh, it is very
1: gory oh yeah that's the whole point spines and all ripped out is it do you feel like you have to be really good at fighting games to be good at that because I'm awful at fighting games I mean I've played Street Fighter 2 with you a lot on on NES or SNES whatever it is and I don't have fun
0: (laughs) so when I grew up fighting games was just like you pick a character and you fight the other character yeah now there's like story modes and you it's trying to tell this whole story with different fight scenes in between that you control but i'm Uh, playing that and it it really is like i'm watching a movie except every action sequence i control that that's kind of cool it's kind of cool but also like it could be like five to 15 minutes of cut scenes and then a two minute fight of i control and then another 15 minutes of me just watching stuff does it can you skip it i think you could skip it if you've already passed it but but if it's your first time you've got to watch it okay and i'm like okay this is cool I like the story I like the characters but like I'm barely playing the game <laughs> technically technically I'm playing about one tenth of the time I'm spending with this game
1: okay I'll give that a try I've uh Justice League I know it has a good story actually like ju- I mean um, what's it called Injustice Injustice the second one has a yeah. especially good story to it like can you even watch the cutscenes on YouTube and watch that as a enjoyable like full story
0: yeah I uh I kind of wanted to do that with this because I think like Mortal Kombat 910 and I got 11. Yeah. I haven't played 9 or 10, but I think that's its own kind of like trilogy. Oh, that's Story cool. has like a through line with those three uh, titles, but I've never played 9 or 10. So I was like, I'll just go to YouTube. I'll watch all the cutscenes for those games, right? And I looked it up and like Mortal Kombat 9, the story, like all the cutscenes put together, Yeah. it's like two and a half hours. <laughs> I'm like, okay, never mind. I'm just going to play the game. It's a full movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Snyder Cut. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm playing the game. I'm enjoying it. Uh, they really try to. Get you to care about these characters, which most of the time it's working. Like I'm invested. Oh, that's cool. Um, it's not a throwaway. Oddly enough, I'm most invested and I think I care about the most because I think it's the best voice acting is the character jacks Do you know
1: jacks Is he the guy with metal arms? He has metal arms. He was cool in the movies. In
0: the, in the game and in the old movies, he is like this gung ho, like, let's get it. Like, I'm just gonna go right away kind of action dude, right? Like, Hoorah. Okay. Yeah, right. Uh, cool guy, whatever. Big muscles, metal arms. Yeah, (laughs) but in this Mortal Kombat 11, he's a lot older. He's gone through the shit. (laughs) He's been Uh, through ten games. Things happened in like the prior games that changed him, and now he's out of. He's come out past that now, and his story is like for me, anyway, is like very compelling. I feel for him. I most care about what's gonna happen to him. That's funny and like I and he in the other games like if you asked me like Jax is like the most like basic ass character you, you don't need anything to describe him but he's just like guns blazing kind of guy yeah but now it's like oh man I what he's so much has happened to him
1: <laughs> he has so many layers Wow so who'd have thought in like 2020 we're gonna care about the backstory of fighting characters <laughs> I know right Not interesting so why does he have metal like arms
0: it. um I forgot who it was it might have been elective surgery Khan I think it was either Shao Kahn or or Goro, or one of those bad guys, uh, ripped his arms off. Oh, uh, that, that would do it. So, very Mortal Kombat. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I recommend both. I recommend Making the Cut on Amazon Prime, and Mortal Kombat 11 on any major you know video game platform.
1: A very good mix there. I like that. <laughs> I recommend Once in Future, a good comic book. I think it's pretty popular right now. Pick it up. About eight issues out now.
0: Cool. All right. Well, uh, that is it for this week. Uh, great way to end Spider-May. Yeah. I had a lot of fun reading that comic book. Um, there's plenty more spider-man stories out there he's one of the oldest characters of all time
1: what is it like Uh, 60 years now 70 years something
0: like that yeah if you're just talking amazing spider-man it's like over 800 issues so yeah uh, a lot to dig through we didn't even touch on like a lot of the things that are considered like classic spider-man stories so please go back check those out if you haven't heard our episodes in spider-may check those out you could find those on our feed at the reader copy podcast or on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher or stream us on spotify
1: that's right right for sure. And to let us know what your favorite Spider Man story was. Find us on the social media at the Read a Copy Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.
0: Alright. Thank you guys. Uh we had really a lot of fun doing Spider May. Uh we'll probably do a new character next May. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. uh, let us know what you guys we, want us to pick. We can maybe go outdoors by then. Oh yeah. And <laughs> that's it. Uh, yeah, tune, tune in. Tune next week. We'll be back with a, a great uh, comic book story. Uh, but until then, Daniel, could you please hit him with the outro?
1: If you like what we gotta say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. Get over here!
0: <laughs> Error. Error.